Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for being here again. I am really thrilled. I have Marius with me. Hi, Marius. Hey, Greg. Hi, how are you? Thanks for having me. Thank you, Marius. It's a great pleasure to have you with me. We met once at a um, big uh, webcast together with Pisano, and then we stayed in contact. And now I have really a big opportunity to have you on my show, the CX Goalkeeper. Thank you very much for being here. As usual, I asked the guest to present himself because it's easier that you explain what you did instead that I read through a, a long list. Marius, could you please share with us what you are doing, what is your passion? Definitely. Great. First of all, I'm a customer, a customer of many brands that learns from my own experiences and use them in my in my day to job, uh, day to job, if uh, if you want. So um, I'm passionate about traveling and uh, my my uh, my goal is to travel other countries in the world. Well, I've been only half uh, to, to, to them yet, but uh, still have some time. <laughs> but I make the most of my uh, my cultural experiences uh, to build consumer strategies that supports global products and uh, and services um, i've been uh, for many years uh, uh, in in telco industry i moved to, to financial services and now i'm in consumer goods and i'm passionate about innovation building future consumer strategies and uh, and helping uh, businesses basically to be more more consumer centric uh, i've been with vodafone i've been with liberty global uh, I am now uh, with an amazing company with Philip Morris. I have a bit of consulting experience with KPMG, and uh, as I mentioned, also some uh, some uh, financial services experience with uh, RSA in the UK. Thank you very much for the, for the introduction, and we can see also behind you the nice picture about the countries and all the books. But we we will come a bit later discussing about your obvious. I think you are here and I am really happy to have you on, on this show because you are really a global experience with global companies around customer experience. And today I would like to discuss with you one topic that is really relevant for each company and nowadays even more as we are doing a big, uh, going through um, a big issue with uh, COVID-19. And this is about uh, companies are organized a bit more like based on the products it's product centric and we know that we will have a shift we are going to have a shift to a customer centric organi organization perhaps let's start with my sentence from product led to customer centric organization what's your view on that well i think that in a way is normal that if you want to be focused on sales and uh, and and uh, the the revenue because at the end of the day that's why the businesses are uh, this is what they are fighting for right uh, there are different ways of uh, of uh, uh, on fighting into this uh, uh, these directions. And uh, as I said, as you said, the most common probably is the product-led uh, option. When you know what is your product, you know, you know the strategy, you know what you need to do in order to to increase the sales and to uh, to make this a mass product. But I think the problem appears when actually the consumer doesn't resonate that much with uh, what we are offering because your focus is in the wrong direction and um, one of my my uh, my uh, uh, great uh, passion is about looking into the consumer needs 
through the through the lenses of uh, jobs to be done. And I think that uh, many of the companies, when they are building their their strategies, are forgetting about uh, about the consumer, uh, the core of things they are doing. But moving back to your question, with the difference between product led and consumer led, uh, I will give you actually an example. If you if you have in mind any project probably that you worked on, and the same for me, you start from a good uh, uh, set of insights, consumer insights, data, a lot of relevant information, uh, outside trends, and so on. And you build everything around the consumer needs and all these aspects that uh, the consumer will expect from a product or service. But then when you progress in the, in the uh, design uh, uh, stage, you still keep that in mind. But then the stage of the development, you start having all these uh, technical challenges, the, I don't know, if you want legacy problems, if you want budget uh, uh, restrictions, all these kind of elements. And this is the moment where most of the companies and most of the project teams don't go back to the insights part and to say, okay, what do I need to, to, uh, to cut out of my project, but still to be consumer focused, to still be led by those insights that actually started uh, the design of this uh, project service uh, process, whatever you want. So the main problem for this one is because the non-facing cons uh, cons non non-consumer facing employees are not understanding that well what consumers are saying, what they are, what the needs are. Uh, if you are thinking, we live our uh, uh, experiences with the front line, and if you ask someone in customer care or someone in retail, they will talk about their consumers for hours if you want so. If you ask someone in, I don't know, the marketing team, or if you ask someone in uh, finance, legal, whatever uh, team you, you want to, to consider, uh, they will talk about consumers through the lenses of their roles. I mean, I don't know, customer segmentation in marketing, they will start talking which is the, the right segment to approach for each product and so on. But this is just theory, it's not the reality. So what I think is needed uh, other than looking and keeping all, all the time an eye on consumer insight and, and, and data, what is needed is to bring the consumer uh, at the same table with, uh, with everyone in the business. And uh, a few, many years ago, actually not a few, I think like 10 years ago, I started a project in, in Vodafone where all the employees uh, in the company had to literally meet consumers in different ways, uh, listening to the real time calls or going to shops or discussing with consumers. And this impacted very much the way they approached things because many times at, uh, at the project table, you are discussing uh, with different many functions, right? And customer experience sometimes is that, uh, that cool team, that uh, great uh, 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 persons that are just talking about, uh, I don't know, ideal things, ideal journeys, but they are not talking all the time about uh, sales maybe, or not at the same, with the same uh, uh, weight like someone in, uh, in, I don't know, commercial team. So for me, these are the two things that uh, uh, will help uh, uh, a company to, to, to look into the right direction. And then of course, there is the, the, the focus that needs to come from the, the top of the, the company and from the CEO to the, the uh, board team and all the managers actually at, uh, at the end needs to, to be ambassadors and promoters of, of the consumer through the lenses of their own jobs. And I think th this is great. Th two um, topics came to, to my mind. One of them is what you mentioned, and this is a bit the old-fashioned way of doing things. It was uh, one of the top managers saying, 
uh, I know this guy is selling this technology, try to implement that. And then you start defining everything through, through the technology and not really based on the customer needs and also linked on, on what you said. And I really liked the example that you did on, on, the, on the project with, with Vodafone, uh, employees uh, speaking with, with customer, because this is, uh, I think, a culture, cultural topic how to change the culture in a company, how to drive that, the understanding that at the end, the consumer, the customer, you name it, uh, will buy the product that you are defining. How do you see the cultural change in, uh, in the companies? How is progressing? And also linked to what you mentioned, to the leadership leaders that we have today and that we need 10 in future i know it's a long question mm -hmm. let's leave that and not about uh, speaking about culture it's a long one but with a simple answer if you if you want so because you know um, the strategy is, and the vision of a company guides the, the entire the, the entire organization right and if you set the, the correct uh, uh, direction and if you set the right uh, starting point for for everything in in, a, in your organization will give you at least the start into, into building the correct approach. Then, of course, there are a lot of other elements, but I feel that in my experience, again, if you don't have a clear long-term strategy, you risk on the way to lose the direction that you want to take. And then, of course, it's important to make sure that you uh, uh, have not only the, 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 the strategy and the direction, but you need to always keep an eye on what is happening inside and outside your organization and not only outside your organization in the same industry, but what is happening in the environment, the business environment, and what are the trends, what, what is actually happening out there? Because many times we are thinking, okay, this is what we are selling or this is what we are uh, offering to our consumers. This is what we've done for years. Let's improve this. While the question is, is the improvement needed or is actually the next phase of the things you are offering to be uh, improved and changed? And I, I mean, I, if you are thinking Amazon, and I know that there are a few examples that probably everyone is using, but on Amazon, many times you are going out to buy something there just because it's one click shop is nothing you need to do. So basically think about if you'll have to add all the time your address, your card details, all these kind of elements, you'll be like, you know what, mm, I may be lazy today, but if it's just finding something you like, add it to the basket and that's all, it's kind of easy. So it's a big element of, uh, of how you see the future, how you focus your strategy on long-term and changing the norms, and also how you put a bit of, um, education if you want to your customers because it's not only reacting to what your consumers is asking you for is also what you want them to do you at the end of the day you don't know what you don't know if i will ask you now and i think that uh, our friend james gave this example if i will ask a, a kid now what they want to to eat they will say chocolate and whatever but we know that we need to educate them because that's not exactly what they should eat so they will enjoy vegetables as well if you put some effort. So it's kind of like, what do you need? But how do I educate you to, uh, uh, towards what I want you to, to do, right? So it's very important. It's the same with Amazon. I mean, I know that I go there to buy, I don't know, from time to time uh, that product. But then if everything is easy and I'm educated in a direction that things can be so much easier, I will search for time for everything on Amazon. And then I will go outside that platform. But again, maybe it's just my behavior, but I, it is the easiness that, uh, that matters very much.
And I think what, what you're saying might make fully sense because at the end, I, I, I agree with you and you used the example of children uh, willing to eat uh, chocolate and so on, but they should uh, eat vegetables. But also with the children, we see exactly the same behavior that we have as, a, as the consumers. Uh, my son doesn't really like to eat, eat uh, vegetables, but he's seeing older children eating them. And then yeah. perhaps one say, it's good, please try. And then it tries. If mm, I would do that as, uh, as the father of him, no, no, I don't want, I don't want. But is, if the older consumer then uh, try try this this vegetable vegetables, then he, he would also try. And now he's eating tomatoes and other stuff. And I think this is this is what you are saying. Try to find out the behaviors and try to to steer them, to understand them, to educate them. And, and this is extremely important. On the other side, yeah. what you mentioned, we are using always the same example. It's Amazon, it's Ritz Carton and so on. Yes, but if they are the best, let's be- Exactly, the yeah. And, and you, moved a bit in, uh, you moved a bit into the, the voice of the consumer and the, the word of mouth and how, how consumers actually are relying on other uh, consumers' experiences. And that's another good way of, uh, of uh, capturing the data and the insights from consumers to build your strategy and to build your, your long-term plans. So as you said, is the, the power of example is the, uh, something again that, that can help us to shape the, the, the future of, uh, of customer experience if you want so. And actually I have uh, even a, a business example with educating consumers. If you remember, and I'm sure that in Switzerland was the same, like 10 years ago probably, all the price plans in telco were about minutes. The more off net and non net minutes you had, the, the coolest uh, the, that price plan used to be. But then we started with Vodafone to give data and to focus on data rather on minutes. And then things started to shape a bit and to get more uh, importance because everything moved into the data directions. Like think about WhatsApp and everything. And the minutes started to not have the same importance, but it was a piece of education that the consumer had to, 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 uh, you know, to, to receive because the more you use, the more you understand that that is what you need. But if you, if you have asked like 10 years ago, what do you prefer, unlimited minutes or unlimited data, probably 80% of the consumers would have said, give me minutes. Now I think that I even don't use my minutes on my price plan. I'm mostly using data, WhatsApp and all these uh, video call options like Zoom now and so on. So it's kind of understanding the future and to take the opportunity and to, to build on that. And, uh, and I think this is the key. Um, we were speaking also before this discussion about uh, who are the leaders of the future and, and which skills they need. Perhaps uh, what's your view on, on the required skills? Because you spoke about taking a decision and completely changing from minutes to data, but somebody at the end said, I take the decision, I take the risk. And, and what's your view on that? First of all, I think it's important to always look, as I mentioned, outside your industry, because the trends are not happening always related to your activity. 
the trends are out there and they are just waiting to be to be used and to to uh, the companies to make the most of that so for me it's important to keep an open eye and an open mind around what is happening and what are the mega trends happening out there uh, but then it's more about how how you guide your direction your strategy or your your perception about the future but on top of this there are some elements that i think uh, uh, sometimes we tend to be afraid to, to make the most of that. And I'm thinking here, empowerment of people, delegation. We hire expert, experts in, in our teams, in our businesses, but many times we are happy to have those experts, but we are a bit maybe concerned to onboard all those new ideas. And at the end of the day, sometimes that's why we, we brought those people in. And that's why I think is the beauty of uh, merging and mixing uh, uh, people from, from an industry to another because they come with different expertise, with, they come with different uh, knowledge, with different uh, experiences and uh, the know-how uh, grow in this way for each company. So I think it's important for, for a leader to understand the, the, the power of empowerment, the power of delegation, the power of, uh, of motivating people, you know? And also I think that uh, diversity of, of an organization builds a lot, a lot around uh, the innovation and, uh, and creative ideas. Because if you, if you are thinking, the more uh, diverse you have a group of people, the more uh, ideas and the more exposure to different cultural elements they will bring to the table. So then you start building on top of that. So I don't think that if you are looking at future of uh, the, the uh, future focused leaders versus let's say basic leaders, maybe sounds ridiculous, but it's not, it's not requiring from, for different skills, requires a bit more openness to, to these skills and to put more value in and balancing different probably the skills that uh, that are needed and also I, for me one of the other things that is very important is to if you want to be a bit more strategic rather than tactical and uh, obviously with covid now and uh, the the uncertainty of everything that happened in the last few years with brexit trump and everything around this uh, many companies started to look into tactical and quick wins uh, solutions, but this brings you value tomorrow, but on long term is not, uh, not probably the, the best approach. So I feel like, again, is a need of balancing between short term wins or quick wins and, uh, and strategic uh, uh, view and strategic uh, uh, plans. And you mentioned quite a lot of skills that are required because, as, as you are saying, uh, we are in a really in big troubles, everything changing, consumer behaviors, everything needs to happen quicker and so on. Perhaps do you have some example that you would like to share uh, with us of leaders that are showing these this skills, these traits that, that you are mentioning? And we're not speaking about you and me, let's speak about others. <laughs> well, you know, when we're talking about examples, I mean, the easiest way you can look into those companies that uh, are doing, uh, that are their best at this moment. And again, as I mentioned, Amazon, because 
uh, it was so well prepared. And even if it's not well prepared, when the pandemic started, they looked into a strategic approach and how, how they can actually win in this situation. And it's the same with telco companies. They put so much focus on improving the quality of data and to uh, create more uh, options and more price plans or more, you know, uh, a better quality on the, on the uh, coverage and so on. Um, but I will go actually back a few years. Uh, I will go a few years back and I will think in some of the roles I had in telecom. And I remember a few years ago, I was talking about the future of connectivity and how the connectivity should look in five years from that moment. And, uh, and I think that this actually helps the businesses to, uh, to be, to react to uh, uncertain moments because you never know what will happen around the corner, right? So you need to be prepared and you need to have, a, 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 as I said, a short-term plan where you have the wins uh, next day, but also the long-term that actually will help you and support you to, to be a leader in the market in your industry, to think differently, to, to, to find solutions and find alternatives to, to the current uh, uh, products and services that are out there on the market. I don't know if it answered your question, but is uh, is is very important to look more than on what you are doing, uh, but what actually you can do different and on top of what you are doing. And probably is not uh, is not uh, the the uh, the best example. But if you are looking in in the industry that I work now, there are so many alternatives and. Uh, People are trying to find better alternatives. So you need to innovate. You always need to create uh, new, new products to look into what you can, how you can better improve the consumer's life, but also how you can uh, still you know, react to what are the needs out there. From my point of view, it was really a, a good answer <laughs> and, uh, and therefore also building on, on, uh, on what you are saying. Uh, from your point of view and also from your experience, um, how is it possible to develop such skills? Because I mean, what you're saying, it's we are speaking about creativity, about long-term vision mm -hmm. with short-term goals, and the shareholders that are waiting for results in the next three months and not in the next uh, 20 yeah. years. How is it possible to develop these skills? Well, I think that developing of these skills is probably something that uh, sits more on the on a training side, or you know, in the in a coaching direction rather than uh, uh, what sits on my expertise. But my suggestion from from my own experience and expertise is that uh, lead, leaders needs to be open to to experts, needs to understand and to accept opinions and to rely on actually those, uh, those opinions and, uh, and, and suggestions and recommendation. Uh, everyone in their field, no matter if you're talking about finance or customer experience or, or whatever you want, you have your own experience, you have your own expertise, you know your things, you know what you need to, to, to do in order to make uh, results happening, right? So then it's important to have at the table the right people, but to have also the openness to understand and to accept that you don't need to come with a solution. You need to accept some, 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 uh, some suggestion. Many times I feel that uh, in general, again, uh, we tend as human 
to put out there our ideas. We, we feel that if we don't come out there with our solution, with our direction, with our recommendation, we are not good enough. Well, for me, at a certain level, it's not about those people or us telling those uh, direction, but it's about understanding from others, taking all those uh, good elements, mix them, and then turn that into, into something that uh, leads to the future. So I think it's about being open rather than, than being, uh, I don't know, creating yourself uh, those solutions. And I think that this is one of the challenge. We all tend to give solution rather than build solutions together. I think this is ex an extremely important quality. I phrase that a bit differently, but it's exactly the same what you were saying, is the ability to listen to the people and to try to understand, to really understand what they are saying instead of always pushing uh, my own opinion. And, and what you're saying, I think this is really the key success factor it's not I am the expert, I decide everything, but I have the expert for, from the different topics, from the different fields. They can speak together and then together we can achieve, exactly. achieve something because it's not any more binary one or zero, but there are quite a lot of uh, options and, and opportunities. And Greg, at the end of the day, we are all consumers, right? I mean, no matter your role, you experience every day uh, uh, different uh, experience, different journeys, uh, pain points, problems. So all this uh, at the end of the day feeds into, into, into designing something, a project, a product, no matter what. The, the only difference is that probably as a CX expert, we can look and we can deep dive in a different way into those problems, while a consumer will just understand the problem, but probably will not be the role to find the solution. And, uh, and, uh, and here is actually where the balance and where the, the customer experience teams in general and experts will bring a lot of, uh, of value. And I fully agree. And now it's time to learn a bit more about you, Marius. And uh, therefore, my question is, a bit, is, is the following. Um, it's a busy time. You worked everywhere on the global with big companies, with smaller companies. Now we have uh, we are in lockdown. Some countries are still in lockdown. Some are going into the lockdown. How can you ensure to maintain a satisfactory life-work balance? Well, I'm based in London, so we've been in lockdown since, since uh, December. So we are still uh, being challenged here with a uh, lot of restrictions. Um, I, in my honesty, I think that is already the new normal. I don't even see the, 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 the restrictions anymore because after a year, as we speak, I think uh, March was when, when the problem started last year. Uh, after a year, you just feel like this is the new normal. So I think what is important is to have fun in everything you're doing, at job, at, uh, in your personal life, do go out, do exercise, restricted as, as, as it is everything. But it's important to have fun. It's important to try to, to rely on things that you have access to. I mean, in my honesty, before the lockdown, I never watched a series because I'm, I don't like to stay in front of the TV. Now Netflix is my biggest friend. So you know, it's, it's, fine. It's, it's about finding those elements that gives you joy and keeps you, you know, sane in a way and, uh, and helps you going through these uh, this months of, uh, of uh, restricted activities. But 
honestly, now that uh, uh, summer is around the corner or spring at least, uh, the sun is, uh, is shining, uh, is, is, a, is a better vibe than it was a few months ago. Uh, but you, you need you need to keep having fun, no matter if you are talking about work or personal life. And and one thing that uh, I will suggest to everyone, and I always say this to my team, and I always do this myself: nine to five or nine to six, or how how long is your your daily uh, work program? Stay into that bracket, and then outside uh, that time, do not read emails, do not work, do not do things, because you need to have that separation between work and personal life other way everything becomes one 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 thing and you don't have the the the, the fun and the joy anymore but again it's my view <laughs> and i i share a lot of what what you're saying because you need to have fun on what you're doing because we don't know how long is our life and we should enjoy that <laughs> Therefore, yes definitely I, I fully agree with, with what you're saying. You suggested something to the audience. Perhaps the next uh, suggestion is, is there a book that you would like to suggest to, to, to the audience that you say, this is a nice book that I'm reading or something that you rather say, this is uh, really important. I will not suggest a book, but uh, I'm very uh, excited to, to, uh, to read the, the CX3 book that will uh, come, I think on the 26th. Uh, I'm very excited about that, but I will suggest, uh, a destination. So once that uh, all this pandemic will come to an end and we'll be able to travel again, I will recommend everyone to travel to and to visit Ethiopia. It's such an amazing country uh, with such a great culture and uh, uh, visiting those tribes that uh, are many, many uh, hundreds of years old gives so much energy and power and uh, and helps you to see the life through different lenses and to different angles and i think that uh, that that is a, a very uh, it was very impactful for me to to travel to to ethiopia and to meet those uh, those tribes so that that would be my recommendation uh, for for everyone watching this uh, webcast uh, very nice thank you very much and a different view uh, i really like that uh, if somebody from the audience uh, would uh, contact you how is the best way to contact you i think the easiest one is linkedin happy to to receive any any questions or uh, suggestion or uh, just get in touch send me a, a friend request or whatever on linkedin is uh, is the best way Thank you very much, Marius. And the really last question, and this is the, the question, the gold nugget question, is something that you would like to share with the, with the audience? Is something new or something that uh, we discuss? This is Marius' gold nugget. Everything starts with the consumer. So no matter what you are doing, no matter your role, no matter if you, if you are a, a, a consumer or a business, everything starts with the consumer. You need to understand this. At the end of the day, everything rest is just uh, building on, 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 uh, on, on this. But for me, what is important is that everyone, no matter the role, to understand that consumer is the core, everything uh, we, are, we are working for. Thank you very much, Marius. And as usual, I'm not commenting your gold nuggets because it's Marius' gold nuggets. <laughs> thank you very much for your time, Marius. Greg, thank you for having me. And uh, I really appreciate your invitation. Thanks again.
Thank you. And also to the audience, thank you very much for being here, listening to this uh, podcast, watching this podcast. I speak to you soon. Bye bye. Arrivederci. Grazie mille.